Welcome, Scrotbags, to the final episode of this first season. I'm pleased to announce we have financially broken even with a total of five pence in advertising revenue earned during season one. Every human penny and alien body earned throughout this season will go towards our world domination and mankind annihilation charity drive. We thank you for sticking with us despite the disgraceful humour and ridiculous plots. Without our three regular podcast listeners, we would not be so successful in our aims. Anyway, let us roll the opening titles for the last time and welcome to Fails of a Script. 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 Today's horrific and maniacal story is full of more twists and turns than my recent testicular exam. So let's get right into it. Our final tale of the season is called Three Pilots, One Plane. It was another day in paradise and three friends decided to go on a plane ride. They were all amateur professional pilots who had recently obtained their driving licenses. They rented a very small four-seater jumbo jet aircraft with 375 seats and then took off from Swindon Airport. Well, my fellow sexy pilot man friends, isn't it great that we are all now professional pilots and can fly anywhere we want in the whole wide world of Earth? I'm so glad I moved to Britain when I was an unborn fetus, so I could get my pilot's license and meet other people with similar interests to me, and just so happened to be on this exact flight at this exact moment in time. Yes, this really is brilliant, my simply divine friend Captain Dave. I am so glad that I am with all of my pilot friends and we can now suck each other off while flying a highly sophisticated propeller-driven aircraft. Where are we going, by the way? I don't know my fellow friend and good co-pilot, Captain Keith. Let us just follow the coastline and see what we find along the way on our big, sassy flying adventure. Sounds good to me, lads. I'm happy to sit in the back of this aircraft and watch you two fly as I am just ahead. So I have no arms, torso or legs to help with any of the controls. Oh yeah, I forgot about that, Bob. That is absolutely fine by me and your other good friend, Captain Keith. I don't even know how you got your license due to your complete lack of limbs, but it is nice for you to be here with your fellow flying friends. They flew for about an hour, enjoying the scenery and the breeze. They saw some sky, some birds, some clouds, and a cruise ship heavily on fire and sinking rapidly into the ocean with 3,000 people on board and no signs of rescue in sight. Hey guys, look at that cruise ship. I sure am glad we are up in the sky in our extremely safe aircraft and not on this sinking vessel surrounded by a fiery blaze. I agree, my good friend Pilot Dave. We are all having so much fun on our amazing aeroplane adventure. The three manly men laughed at the hilariously funny unfolding disaster and continued on their way. Another hour passed and they had traveled three million miles but Captain Dave spotted something from the cockpit window that caught his insanely crossed eyes. Hey, my co-pilot called Keith. Can you see that thing below? What is it, Dave? That island over there. It looks very familiar to me. No, I bloody don't, Dave. That one right there. What island? That island over there. I don't know. Don't you recognize it? They all looked at the island, which was green and hilly with a few buildings, a tower, and kind of looked like a mass of land that wasn't connected to any other country. A bit like an islandy looking thing. Don't you recognize it? Maybe we were too busy looking at something else. Are you kidding me? That is the Isle of Men. We have flown over it before. I don't bloody know, Captain Bloody Dave. How can you not remember? 
Oh, I remember, Dave. Me and Bob were looking at the other bloody islands. What other islands? The ones we bloody passed on the way here, Captain Bloody Dave. What way here? The way we came from. But where did we come from? From the airport. Which airport? Swindon International Airport. We didn't take off from Swindon. We took off from Skegness. Wait, what? We took off from Skegness. Don't you remember? We drove there this morning in our motor vehicle. No, we didn't. We drove to Swindon. No, we drove to Skegness. But I don't live in Skegness. I live in London. You live in Bournemouth. No, he bloody doesn't. I currently live in Bournemouth, and Keith lives in Birmingham. No, you don't, First Officer Bob. I know for a fact you live in Birmingham, and Keith lives in Bournemouth. Then where do you live, Dave? London. But that's wrong, Dave. If Keith lives in Bournemouth and I live in Birmingham, then you live in Skegness. I don't live in Skegness. I live in Nottingham. You just said you live in London. Did I? Yes, you did. Are you sure? Yes, he is sure. Fair enough. The three dirty and hairy pube-covered flying pilot men all looked at each other and sat in silence for the next twenty-six days. Well, I think we are definitely lost, my fellow plane driver friends, and we are getting extremely low on fuel now. And this weather is soggier and heavier than my mum's old saggy fanny. Luckily, I am fucking sick at flying through thunderstorms. It is all going to be okay, as I have a map. That is good to know. If someone can tell us where we are now, and I can direct us. Unfortunately, I still can't see out of the window due to my lack of any limbs. I have been circling over the Isle of Man since we last spoke. Are you sure? Yes, I am fucking sure, you pig-nosed prick. Okay, fine. So, what do we do now, Dave? Well, we have to turn back in our flying vehicle and find our way to the mainland. Which way is it to the mainland, my amazing friend, co-pilot Keith? Keith reached for the map, which was in the glove compartment. He stuck his hand in there and moved the piles of toilet paper and feces out of the way. Keith had forgotten that this glove compartment was also used as a temporary toilet by the three men during their flight, and had been used on multiple occasions. He wiped the excrement and piss off the map and spread it across on his stinky poo-covered lap. Okay, let me see. We are here, and we have to get to this place over here. Oh shit! What is the problem, Keith? It's the wrong map. What do you mean you have the wrong map? It's not a map of England. It's a map of 16th-century French ideologies and their locations in Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia? Yes, it says Saudi Arabia here in the top right corner. I thought it said England, but it appears I can't read English very well, despite the fact I am an English literature lecturer at Oxford University and I officially married the English language last year in a lovely wedding ceremony. Keith, you're a fucking bin man. No, he's not. He is a doctor. No. I am a doctor, and he is a bin man. You are the English lecturer at Oxford University. Would you two shut the hell up? We are completely bloody lost. And just for the record, Dave doesn't lecture at Oxford. He lectures at Milton Bloody Keynes. I believe you are wrong, our loyal companion co-pilot, Captain Keith. But we will pick up this discussion later. I have an idea. If the map is wrong, why don't we just use the radio and built-in satellite navigation? Oh yes. I forgot that our plane has this feature installed. My amazingly trustful friend, co-pilot Captain Keith. Can you turn the sat nav on? It appears there is a slight problem with this request, my big-titted friend, Captain Dave. What now? We don't have a sat nav on this plane. Well, let's just use the radio then and contact air traffic control. In fairness, 
We should have contacted them multiple times throughout this flight, as the airspace across the United Kingdom is very congested due to such a concentrated amount of major international airports over such a small surface area of land we call the United Kingdom. Great idea, Bob. Now where is that radio? We don't have one. What are you trying to say to your joint best piloting friend? There is no radio at all. Are you sure this is our aircraft? I signed the paperwork as co-pilot Keith put the pen in my mouth to write, but it was Captain Dave who led us to this aircraft at the airport car park. Maybe we picked up the wrong plane. Maybe this is not our plane. I just trusted he picked the right plane. Maybe this is someone else's plane. That is an utterly ridiculous claim. Have you ever checked the registration number of this plane? Well, come to think of it, no, I haven't. Think about it. Have you ever seen this plane before? No, I have not. Then how do we know this is our plane? Oh, tits on a biscuit. This is not good at all. For all we know, this could be a stolen plane, or a spy plane, or a plane full of slaves, or a plane full of explosives. Or maybe we are Mexican cartel drug lords escaping the American Yankee gringos with hostages to sell down in Mexico City. Please stop, Dave. I think you are being very bloody paranoid. I am sure this has to be our plane. We just need to find some kind of bloody proof. Unfortunately, I won't be much help due to my lack of ability to move. But I will use my eyes to look around the cockpit and lick the seat to see if I can taste any familiar bodily fluids. Great idea, my sexy co-pilot Bob. There is just one more problem though, Captain Dave. What is it? My gorgeously good-looking companion co-pilot Captain Keith. Have you ever flown this exact plane before? Well, I suppose I have not. But if you have not flown this plane before, then we are surely fucked. Please think of something to get us out of this situation. I was due to get my pubes cut tomorrow. I will look for proof. I am sure I can land this plane. I know I can land this plane as long as I can find proof of this being our plane. We will not crash if I find this proof as it will be impossible for me too, as I know this plane like the back of my hand. Dave looked around the plane trying to find something that would prove his point. He checked the dashboard, the seats, the windows, the doors, the wings, the tail, the engine, the propeller, the wheels, the landing gear, the fuel tank, the speedometer, the thermometer, the clock, the lights, the switches, the buttons, the knobs, the levers, the pedals, the yoke, the rudder, the flaps, the trim, the throttle, the brakes, the emergency exit, the fire extinguisher, the first aid kit, the parachute, the life jacket, the oxygen mask, the seat belt, the airbag, the horn, the windshield wiper, the ashtray, the cup holder, the magazine rack, the coat hanger, the mirror, the sun visor, the air freshener, and the tissue box. David found jack shit. I cannot find anything that I recognize Captain Keith and First Officer Bob. But that means... Yes, this unfortunately means I have no fucking clue how to fly this plane, and neither does Captain Keith. Whatever luck got to us to this point has now run out, and the plane will definitely nosedive straight into the ocean. Brace for impact, my dickhead pilot friends. And can I just say, this whole falling from the sky thing sounds very familiar to me. Oh, and my good friend co-pilot, Bob. Why the fuck do you sound like a woman? Gentlemen, it was a pleasure flying with you today. I'm very sorry I picked the wrong plane, and I wish I had paid more attention rather than playing Candy Crush on my mobile telephone this morning. Maybe then I would have picked the right aircraft at the car park this morning and we wouldn't be in this current predicament. Don't worry, Captain Dave. We all make mistakes. I am sure we will laugh about this as our plane now crashes into the water at a slow speed into the middle of the Atlantic Ocean.
and we slowly drown and die a horrible death. With Bob's beautifully uplifting words ringing in the men's ears, their jumbo jet propeller plane slowly dipped beneath the ocean and the three men were never seen again. They had learnt an important lesson that you listeners should take on board. Make sure to pay attention in life and don't be a fucking dunce. Anyway, regardless of the future of this anthology series, I would like to sadly say that this concludes the first season of Fails of a Script. Goodbye, fuckers. Fails of a Script. Fails of a Script. Fails of a Script.